Welcome back to a Mavs Outsider Podcast with your host, Dustin, doing a post-game pod. And uh, I haven't done a pod in like a week or so. Doing a post-game pod for the Mavs' uh, recent loss against the Phoenix Suns. They lost by two or four, I think. Lost by four. Um, I just finished watching it, so I'm doing this immediately after the game. A couple observations. Um on the Mavs and even on um, Phoenix you know there there was a couple things like I haven't watched Phoenix much since they got uh, Kevin Durant but there were a few things that uh, I, I didn't notice and I'll, I'll bring that up and it's um, kind of goes to how I think Phoenix will fare when you know the uh, you know the playoffs come along but uh, you know first thing I'll say is uh, obviously it's a, it's a win Dallas needed but uh, you know, I, I didn't think they would win. You know, one of the things I have noticed, especially with the Philly game, uh, you know, they beat the Sixers, which was a good win for them, is their offense is running a lot smoother. Uh, you know, I, I didn't really expect Kyrie to come in and then it was going to run smooth right away. It obviously, it, it's going to take, you know, several games, you, uh, especially for a ball handle like that. You know, it... It was a bit easier for Durant because Durant doesn't handle the ball. You know, you still have Chris Paul uh, playing point guard, but when you're bringing in a point guard like Kyrie, it, it's not as smooth as so, sort of bringing in a non-ball non-ball handler. So, I, you know, it's the the way they've been playing recently is encouraging. I would say, uh, you know, the one thing that's still very frustrating to me. And I know it's beating a dead horse. Is is the Dwight Powell minutes? Uh, you know, four rebounds is not going to get it. it. It doesn't do anything for you. And one of the problems, biggest problem, DeAndre Ayton had sixteen rebounds, which is ridiculous. One of the biggest problems was, and and it happened in the Laker game. Is you know the end of the game, Dwight Powell's in there, and Phoenix takes a shot, or even L.A. and Dwight Powell can't rebound. And so, it's it's a rebound for Aiton or Anthony Anthony Davis, right? Dwight Powell's not strong enough to push those guys out. He's just he can't rebound, and rebounding is so important, especially in crunch time. And you really see it. You see it in these games, and the fact that Dwight Powell just can't rebound really affects the outcomes of these games. And this is one of the poor coaching. Uh, things that I, I like to point out, you know, one of the things that happened with Phoenix was Akogi could not hit a shot to save his life. You notice he didn't play a lot in the second half. It was Wainwright, and Wainwright hit a bunch of shots, and that's why he got all the playing time. And so basically what Phoenix coaches did is they saw guys struggling, they pulled them, and they put in somebody else to try and, you know, get some points out of the game, and it worked. But Jason Kidd can't do that. He, he's not a good coach. So he, he doesn't understand things like that. He doesn't understand when a guy like Dwight Powell is struggling to rebound. He had four rebounds. Your starting center had four rebounds. Again, DeAndre Ayton had 16. He had two offensive. And, you know, put that in perspective, Kyrie had four rebounds, right? He, Kyrie had as many rebounds as your starting center. You, you can't – that just can't be a thing. It just can't. And as long as Jason Kidd continues to play Dwight Powell – this team will continue to just not win. And that's that's just how it is. Look, when the when the playoffs roll around, the one advantage Dallas does have, when the playoffs come around, the play does slow. 
right? Everything slows down, and Dallas already plays a slow offense, and so and that's that's one of the reasons why Miami tends to do well in the playoffs is they play a slow offense, and then the playoffs roll around, and everything slows down. the The refs don't call as many fouls, so the the defense that Miami plays tends to you know, not merit any whistles, and so all of a sudden Miami starts winning playoff games. Uh, I thought Dallas actually played decent defensively. I know Phoenix scored 130 points, but right now everybody's scoring the basketball. Uh, even Boston, I watched the Boston-Brooklyn game, which was an incredible basketball game to see Brooklyn come back like that. But, you know, Boston's supposed to have one of the best defenses in the league, and they gave up a ton of points. It's really hard to defend in the NBA right now. The the rules and the officiating is making it very difficult to defend. I will say a couple things is Wainwright's open threes really hurt. Uh, Luca not rotating out to the three-point line on Chris Paul a couple times really hurt. And, you know, Chris Paul made a couple three-pointers. But, um, you know, that's something they just they have to do. You, you have to rotate out to the guy on the three-point line, and you just can't give him open shots. These are NBA players. And... Uh, you know, you just you have to rotate out. So it, it was good seeing them compete. You know, I was worried they were going to get blown out. But watching them play as well as they did, I, that was good to see. Uh, you know, Christian Wood, I thought, played so well. And watching him just get taken out of the game for Powell just crushes. It crushes me, man, because I, it, I get it. He's not great defensively. But he, he can rebound. He only had three rebounds, funny enough. He had less rebounds than Powell. But... He still allows other guys to rebound just by boxing out. And another guy that should be playing is uh, JaVel McGee. And it, the fact that JaVel McGee gets no playing time, to me, is just it's poor coaching. It goes back to Jason Kidd. And a lot of these losses, to me, go back to Jason Kidd because his unwillingness to play other guys. You know, Markeith Morris got spot minute, two minutes in the first half, hit a three, didn't see, didn't play again. And it's, it's stuff like that, right? A guy comes in, he helps you, and you pull him, and you don't play him again. And it's things like that that make Jason Kidd a failure of a coach. And he will be a failure. Dallas will not win a title with Jason Kidd as the head coach. Now, Dallas may never win a title, right, as Mark Cuban is the owner. But um, with Jason Kidd as the head coach, Dallas will not win a title. He, he does not have the ability to coach this team to a title. And I, I'm not saying that to, like, dog on him or whatever but as i watch these games his unwillingness to give a chance to other players when someone else is struggling right josh green i've been wanting him to get a ton of minutes and he's been getting them but josh green didn't score a point and you know Aaron justin holiday came in he played you know 13 minutes scored five points um he probably should have played more but you know, I I would just I would like to see other guys get a chance. And that just that doesn't happen with Jason Kidd. He's got his guys and he sticks with them. And until you have the roster to do that, you'll never you'll never compete. You'll never win because Dallas Dallas doesn't have the depth. And a lot of people say, Oh, this is a deep team, this is a deep No, it's not a deep team. It it is in the sense that You've you've got good you've got decent NBA players, but if your coach isn't going to take advantage of that, then you're you're not a deep team. 
it's it's just not gonna work. Um, I you know it's Jaden Hardy's minutes just went to nothing. I I thought he'd done enough to earn minutes. Uh, yeah, there were some games where he was a little fast and loose with the ball. Can he clean that up? Of course. But Jason Kidd's abandoned him uh, as well. So, uh, you know, I, it's one of those things where you watch it and you're like, well, why is Powell in the game in crunch time when you need a rebound? Well, because Jason Kidd and Dwight Powell must be dating or something. I, I don't know. I don't understand why he plays so much. But Luca struggled mightily, and he still scored 34. His one for nine on threes really hurt. Uh, that's a lot of misses. Uh, eight for 23 overall. A lot of missed shots, but he did make up a lot of it on free throws. But uh, overall, like I said, they, they are getting better. Uh, they, they do have to win some games. They probably will end up in the play-in game. The only thing they have going for them is the Clippers are struggling to win basketball games. And a lot of people are blaming that on Russell Westbrook. And I, it's not Westbrook's fault. It, the Clippers just have a weird team. So, uh, you know, and I'll get them more on the teams, uh, some of the other teams in the West here in a minute. But overall, you know, I, I, I liked how they defended. You know, like I said, the way the NBA officiates and the rules, it's so hard to stop guys from scoring. Uh, you know, Kevin Durant did score 37, but he had very few that were at the rim. They've made him, you know, they forced jump shots, and that's all you can do in this NBA. You know, you you have to, you force jump shots. And if the guy makes them, then he makes them. Uh, if he doesn't, then, good, you know, he misses. And it's, it's you know, it's, it's like a crapshoot. If you can force them to jump shoot, and they make it. That so be it. But uh, overall, you know, they they still have they have seventeen games left. They still have a somewhat of a weaker schedule, which really hasn't meant much because they've been losing to the under five hundred teams. So the weaker schedule really means nothing. They do play Memphis several times now. Memphis is missing some guys. Uh, you know, Brandon Clark tore his Achilles, which was tough. Uh, but, you know, John Moran, I don't know how many games he's going to be out. Uh, you know, he committed a major, uh, if the story was true, you know, someone was saying that he had his, you know, he took a firearm into a club and he posted it on Instagram and stuff. But if he had that firearm where he was, that meant he had the firearm at the previous stop in Denver on the road, which means he had the firearm on the airplane. And that's like a 50-game suspension. You know, I, that's a that's a heavy uh, suspension. I don't think the league will do that. If it were, you know, player 14 on the roster, they would most definitely do it. But Jaw's been like the darling of the NBA. And they've been really pushing Jaw to be the superstar. And so there's no way he gets like a 50-game suspension for that. No way he does. Uh if anything, he'll just, like they said, he's going to miss the next two games, and that'll be it. That'll be the end of it. Like, he beat up a little kid, like a 13-year-old boy at a basketball court, and then pulled a gun on him. I don't know what the 13-year-old did to him to make him so angry. But, 
it, it's one of those things where it's like, man, you, you got to get, you got to rein this guy in, or or it, it's only going to get worse because if he gets away with it, then he's just going to keep doing it, you know. So, uh, as far as you know, when you look at Phoenix, you know, I, I thought for sure they would have the team to beat after watching them a full game. One of the things I think they, they're going to struggle with, I don't know if this is going to affect them, but one of the things I think they're going to struggle with in the playoffs is depth. Uh, you know, they traded a lot of that depth for Durant, and you obviously you make that trade every time, right? You, I'm not questioning the trade at all, but when you make a trade like that and you, you, know, you trade uh, Bridges and uh, Cam Johnson, those were two heavy minute players who could shoot the ball and defend, and now you're you're relying on guys like you know Cameron Payne, who he's not as good as his mouth thinks he is. You know, Tory Craig, Damian Lee, even T.J. Warren is sort of trying to make his way back. You know, Wainwright got those uh, four three pointers that really hurt Dallas. And he was pretty much the difference in the game. Him coming in and hit those shots was the reason they won. Uh, you know, that was that's 12 straight points that they got from him. So I, I just don't think they have the depth to beat a team like Denver. I, I do think Denver's still the best team. I think Denver has more guys that can score. And again, I, I don't think the, you know, the NBA's, not going to allow defense. I, I think the NBA likes these high-scoring games that you've been seeing lately. I've been seeing a lot of high-scoring games. And I, I think somebody said that the Houston Rockets were the last in offense and they're still averaging like 108 points a game. And that would be like number one X number of years ago. And so that's just sort of how the league is going right now. But Watching, you know, some of these guys, watching some of these uh, bench players for Phoenix, I, I just don't know if they're going to be good enough when the playoffs roll around. You know, Chris Paul isn't the player he used to be. He's really declined. Uh, you know, he, he did have seven assists and six rebounds and 11 points. But, you know, a few of those, he, you know, he made two threes and those were wide open threes. And, but he was two for six. But I, I just don't know if they have the depth. So, you know, when I when I look at when I watch some of these teams, I've watched a lot of Denver lately. Uh, they've been showing Denver on TV. I, I do think Denver has one of the deeper teams, and that's you know why they have the best record in the West. Uh, I, I do think Denver is sort of. I do think they're going to be in the Western Conference Finals. Now, who Denver faces, I don't know. You know, Memphis has been playing okay basketball. They went to a, through a stretch where they lost a lot of games, and they're at the point now where, you know, Sacramento's only two games back of them in the loss column. Sacramento's been playing really good basketball. You know, they beat the Clippers again. You know, Dallas, Dallas has fallen to seventh place again, but they're tied in the loss column with Minnesota. So, you know, if Minnesota goes out and loses a game, Dallas moves back up in that sixth spot. I do think Dallas, I don't know, I think Dallas can get that sixth spot. Uh, 
you know, right now they're showing the Lakers and Golden State, and I'm watching that. The Lakers are beating Golden State pretty bad, but Golden State's road record is atrocious. So I fully expect, you know, it's Golden State 7-23 and 23 on the road. Steph Curry's back, but they just can't win on the road. So I, I, I will assume the Lakers win this game. But, you know, the Lakers still have a long way to go to get to the play-in. Uh, lucky for them, like New Orleans has really fallen off. I, I don't think Zion's ever going to complete a basketball season. Uh, he he's gonna have to he's gonna have to have a lifestyle change if he's ever gonna complete a season. Utah's trying hard. They just I you know I don't think they have the players. But you know kudos to them for not completely tanking this season. Obviously getting a draft pick for you know Conley, which a lot of people didn't like that trade. They thought Utah should have got more. But I, I think a first round pick for Conley is a good swap. Uh. You know, it's Mike Conley's an aging player, and he's not going to help them do anything for the next five years because they're clearly rebuilding. But getting a first-round pick that could end up being something. You know, LeBron James is probably isn't going to be there when that pick goes to them, right? So it could be a lottery pick. I, I do think it's like top four protected, but I, I do think. It was a good trade. So, you know, the Clippers are the one team that's really disappointing. You know, they they have some really good players. They have a lot of good players. But for whatever reason, they just haven't been able to put it together. They're on a five-game losing streak right now. They are 3-7 and seven in their last 10. And they're one of those teams that if they figure it out, I think they're going to be incredible. But if they don't figure it out, they're going to be the biggest dis- disappointment, I think, of this season. I think the Clippers, if they are in the play playing tournament and then they just, you know, I, I figure they, the Clippers could be, you know, Utah, New Orleans, Minnesota, even Dallas. You know, Clippers would probably beat Dallas. But I, I think they could probably end up getting like that seventh spot because of the play-in. But if you're Memphis playing the Clippers, if the Clippers show up and play like I think a lot of people think they can, Memphis doesn't need to be walking around like they've won the finals four years in a row. They need to, they need to take this. They need to take it seriously because I feel like Memphis isn't taking teams seriously, and at some point they're going to start having to take teams seriously. But. Overall, I, I at this point, I do think Denver is the team to beat. Jamal Murray is playing better as the months go, coming back from that year off from the injury. Michael Porter Jr., as long as he stays healthy, is a really good player. Aaron Gordon has been playing really good. You know, Caldwell Pope, I, I like the Thomas Bryant pickup, just so you know you have somebody to play eight minutes during the playoffs, eight minutes a game when Jokic sits. But I, I think Denver has the best team, and I, I think everybody else is just competing. I think Sacramento's a little bit underrated. I think if you know Sacramento has the opportunity to even move up with Memphis struggling, and if Sacramento does, that means they'd get a home court 
except the Western Conference Finals if Denver were to be there. So that that's really big for them uh, to go so long without making the playoffs and then all of a sudden have a home court, you know, throughout except, you know, if you make it to the Western Conference Finals against Denver and then the finals. But, you know, good for them. And, you know, hopefully Dallas can, like I said, take advantage of the week schedule. I, I think they have been playing better basketball. Having Maxi back is good. The one thing about Maxi is even Maxi's not a great rebounder. Maxi's just a, a good individual defender. And you just hope that Maxi can block guys out so someone else can get a rebound. But at the end of the day, you're going to have to play a center. You, you are. You're going to have to play JaVel McGee in a playoff series, or you're just going home. You know, if Dallas gets that sixth spot, their first-round matchup is against Sacramento. Now, the one thing they'll have against Sacramento is Sabonis isn't a traditional big. And you can get away with playing Powell sometimes against Sabonis, but the problem is Sabonis is 10 times stronger than Powell, and he still out-rebounds him. But he it's not... It's not like he's going up against a, a seven-footer, though. Uh, like Aiton, just ate Powell for lunch. You know, the reason Phoenix lost to Dallas in the in the playoffs last year was Aiton didn't show up. Aiton struggled this game. He didn't really show up this game. But in the end, when they needed a rebound and a, and a basket, he was there because Powell couldn't be there. And so that's just that's what Dallas is going to run into. And like I said, Jason Kidd will never change it, so... I fully expect them to probably get a first-round exit this year. And if they re-sign Powell, it's, he's just going to continue to start, and they're just going to continue to lose. And I hate to say it over and over and over again. I hate to beat a dead horse. If there's some Powell fans out there, I'm sorry. But it's one of those things where it's like you see a guy – who struggles to do two things that you really need done in the crunch time of these games, and you sort of just refuse to do anything about it. You you refuse to replace Powell. You insist on playing Powell, and that's just how it's going to be, and you're just going to pay the price for it. I mean, that's it is what it is. So I, I'm sure Kid will blame something else. I'm sure he'll talk about this or that. I just don't want to hear anything about rebounding and starting Powell. Like, if you want to bench Powell and then complain about the rebounding, that's fine. But if you're going to play Powell 30 minutes a night and then complain about rebounding, you're you're just stupid, right? I mean, you just you have no idea what you're doing. You're lost as a coach. So, I uh, anyhow, I, I do think Dallas can get that sixth spot. If they get the seventh spot, I. They have played Memphis well. That's the only one thing they got going for them. They do play Memphis three times coming up. That'll be interesting to see how those games play out. Um, I don't know how many are at home and how many are on the road. But if if they fall, if, if they get the eighth spot, you know... I, I just don't think they have a chance against Denver. They do play Denver well. They 
match up for whatever reason decently. However, Denver is the better team, and I, I think they would just put Dallas away. I, I don't think it would be a, a competition. So I, I just I, I'm sad about how this year has gone. Um, you know, I, I think I might have mentioned it in my last pod. If you look at Jason Kidd's second year in Milwaukee, I, I believe that team did regress. And I believe they missed the playoffs altogether because I, I, I don't know. I want to say that wasn't the year Christian Wood was there because I don't know if Jason Kidd and Christian Wood were in Milwaukee together. But... I do want. I do think that they missed the playoffs in Jason Kidd's second year, and it was one of those things where it's like they they just didn't get better. And I, I just that's just Dallas. That's how how it's going to be with Dallas. You know, Dallas has thirty two losses. The Lakers have thirty four, and Dallas was supposed to have the easiest schedule coming out of the All Star break, but that doesn't matter. They can't. They've lost to the under five hundred teams, so. It's it, it's one of those things where if they miss the playoffs, I, it, you have to fire the coach. I'm sorry, you just do. Now, I, I do think they'll make it when it comes down to it. I think they'll make it. I, I don't think Utah and New Orleans are better than they are, and so if they have to face those guys in the play-in, I think they can beat them. However, the, the Lakers with Anthony Davis – the way Davis dominates the paint, and again, Dallas just insists on playing Dwight Powell 30 minutes. I I don't have faith that Dallas can beat the Lakers. They play him once again, actually, before the season's over. <coughs> I believe in L.A., but the Lakers are a better team. I've said it. They are a better team after the trade deadline. However, they're still, they still got a lot of uphill climb, but... The way New Orleans has been losing, you know, New Orleans could fall out of the play-in, and the Lakers could be the team that takes advantage of that. So, if Dallas ends, if it's Dallas and L.A. for the play-in, you know, for that final play-in spot, I don't have a ton of confidence. So I'm just saying that I, I'm usually I am negative, and I'm sorry that I am negative. I don't mean to be negative, but. I, I don't have a lot of confidence in Jason Kidd. I just don't. And maybe I'm seeing something wrong. Maybe there are other people seeing things that I'm missing. I don't know. But I, I just, when I watch this team and I, I see guys struggle, that, that struggle doesn't matter. They still get to play. And they're still going to get their minutes, unless it's a young guy, and then that guy doesn't get to play at all. If your name is Powell and you play and you play poorly, it doesn't matter. You're gonna get to play. Uh, you know, if your name is Bullock and Hardaway and you play poorly, it doesn't matter. You're still gonna get to play. You know, Hardaway actually played well. I'm not saying Hardaway. Actually, Hardaway's been really good. I I think since the All Star break, his defense has picked up. I I thought he played defense well today. Like I said, the the league doesn't allow you to do a lot on defense and. And so you can only you can only do you can force jump shots, and I thought they they did a good job in forcing a lot of jump shots. But you know, at the end of the day, when a guy like Hardaway struggles offensively, you know he's still he's still in there, he's still playing. You know, same thing with Bullock. 
And, you know, it was the same thing with Holiday. And for whatever reason, Holiday, Holiday doesn't have a short leash. And if he struggles, like he, he didn't struggle his first game. He played very well, but since then he struggled offensively. But he still plays a lot. So I, I don't know. I, I just don't have confidence in Kidd. And I, I know I, I started talking about other teams, and then I sort of circled back down to Dallas. But uh, I, I just I hope they can figure this out, and I hope they can get a playoff spot because I, I think missing the playoffs would be really embarrassing uh, you know, you would probably lose Kyrie in the offseason. He, he's not going to want to stick around on a team like Dallas. Um, I wouldn't blame him. Uh, the only thing you could do is maybe sign and trade and get something in return. But at the end of the day, he might just walk for nothing. So, um, I, I fully expect... I don't know. I, I just don't know what what's going to happen with him in the off season. So it'll be interesting to see. Uh, I, I do think Christian Wood will be gone. I, I don't think Kid likes Christian Wood. It didn't matter that Christian Wood came in and played better than Powell. It, to see him be pulled for Powell, just you know, I said it earlier. It just it. I shake my head. And at this point, you know, it's something we've talked about in the past. You know, I, I think Dallas has a winning record with Christian Wood starting. And for whatever reason, once he got hurt and taken out of the starting lineup, he never got that spot back. I don't know why. I, I, I don't know how you can have a winning record with a certain lineup and then just abandon that. Again, it goes back to coaching. And it's a, I just don't think Jason Kidd knows what he's doing. You know, his comment about he's just out there watching is spot on. He is just out there watching. He's not coaching. And I, I, I just, if I'm Cuban, I fire him after this year, regardless. But Cuban won't do that. Uh, who you bring in, I don't know. I'm sure there's an assistant out there who is probably someone who you could find, like Utah's coach. Utah's way overachieved. They've had some fantastic coaching. I'd be willing to bet there's a guy on someone's staff, like Boston's or. Memphis's or Denver staff that you could get a head coaching job to and they would they could be successful on this team. So I don't know who that guy is. I don't. I, I don't know any assistants. I, I just I'm just saying in general, I I just feel like there's a lot of guys out there who I think are better than Jason Kidd coaching wise. Um, as far as the Eastern Conference is concerned, you know, Milwaukee lost last night. I, I actually watched that game against Philly. It was a really good game. It was funny to see you know, Milwaukee get a big lead and then lose it. Um, Philly came back. You know, Philly sort of came back on Dallas, but Dallas was able to close them out. Milwaukee wasn't. Uh, Middleton's really been struggling, but they've sort of gotten away with it because he, uh, you know, Milwaukee's won 16 in a row until last night. You know, they lost. But you lost to a good team. Yeah, it was at home. It's a game you should win. But, man, winning 17 in a row in today's NBA is it's super difficult. This is one of the most competitive seasons I've seen in forever. You know, I, you probably go back to the 80s. Um, and the only reason, you know, people hate it when you bring up 80s basketball. But one of the advantages that 80s basketball did have was fewer teams. Uh, yeah, I, think, I believe seven fewer teams. So 
you had a lot more you had a lot more players per team than you would, you know, once you start adding teams, you start adding guys, you know. And back then you really only had you had 12 man active rosters. I think you had 15 man rosters. But I I think even they've changed that within like the last 5 or 4 years or whatever. But it used to be you only had you only had 12 guys active and you had 3 guys sit. And so, uh, guys also played more back then. Um, you know, the, the contracts weren't what they were. Uh, the times were different back then, too. You know, it's guys tried to play 82. Now, if you got hurt, like a major, an Achilles, obviously, is still a bad injury, but an ACL. Back then in the '80s, your career was over. Now in ACL, you just you you miss a year and you're back, and it's like it never happened. Um, Achilles is sort of starting to get that way. Guys are starting to come back from Achilles and and play well. Uh, you see it with Durant, and even as much as uh, Clay Thompson's been struggling, he, he's eventually I think he's going to get back. But uh, now Milwaukee, they're clearly. I think the best team in the East. Uh, you know, Boston is good. I, I like I said I watched that game against Boston and Brooklyn, and I thought for sure that was it. I thought Boston was just gonna, you know, it was gonna be a bad game to put on TV. It was obviously a game that when Katie and Kyrie were there, that the networks wanted you to see. But then all of a sudden, both those guys are gone, and now all of a sudden you got you know. Sixth place Brooklyn, who's you know three and seven in their last ten against the Boston Celtics, but I, you know credit to Brooklyn, they didn't stop, they didn't give up, and you know they kept playing hard and they came back and won. I think they were down by twenty eight and they won by ten or something along those lines. I don't know if it was quite ten, but it was something like that. Um, Philly, you know, Philly is one of those teams. I, I they're hard to figure out. I just don't think Joel Embiid's a winner. Um, there's just something about him. He does he put up great numbers? Yeah. Can he win you a lot of games in the regular season? Yeah. But just when the when the playoffs come, I, I don't know. He's got to show something. I don't know. They talk about Jokic needing to prove that he's worthy of another MVP. His team hasn't won anything, but. What's Embiid won? How many playoff series has Embiid won? How far has Embiid actually been in the playoffs? You know, Philly doesn't win that many playoff series. They just haven't. And it, it, it's it's like, why? I, I don't know. I don't think Embiid's the MVP. I don't know who it is. But I just don't think it's Embiid. Uh, you know, Cleveland, they're still playing hard, but they're still... I think Cleveland's still a year away, a year or two away. They they are relying a lot on two real young guys. You know, I don't think Garland and Mobley are ready to compete for a deep run in the playoffs. Um, obviously, Mitchell is there, and he's he's the veteran presence. But I, I think once Mobley and Garland are in the league for a, a few more years, you're going to see. You know, Cleveland will probably be better than they are. Um, better next year than they are this year, right? They're just going to be better based on the guys getting, you know, more experience. So 
The Knicks, though, they're on an eight-game winning streak. It's been talked about a lot. Brunson was like player of the month in the Eastern Conference last month. Uh, you know, a lot of people are talking about that. Uh, you know, I'm happy for Brunson. I am. If if Dallas keeps Brunson, I don't think they make that Kyrie trade. I don't know what they do. I still think they make a trade because Brunson isn't Brunson wouldn't have solved the problems that Dallas has. Dallas obviously Dinwiddie to me wasn't the guy. I I I had too much confidence in Dinwiddie. I thought Dinwiddie could be that guy. He's not. A lot of people were talking about Brooklyn being a sneaky good team because now they got, you know, they got some good players, but the problem with Brooklyn is their guys aren't 82 game players and it's somebody had this thing where it's like you have 100% players, you have 80% players, you have 50% players, you have 30% players, you have 10% players, right? And basically a lot of your role players are like 10 and 30% players, right? You're going to get a good game from them 10 to 30% of the time. And to me that's what Dinwiddie was now Dinwiddie's probably more of a 50% guy. He's probably but you know, uh with Miami, you know, I talked about Miami earlier. I, you know, right now they're they're the 7th spot. You know, when the playoffs roll around, for whatever reason, I just think Miami will figure it out. I I don't know if Miami will catch Brooklyn or not. You know, Miami's four and six in the last ten, and Brooklyn's three and seven. I do think Miami's the better team. I think they got more guys, but I just, at the end of the day, it's going to be tough. You know, Atlanta, they got a new coach. I don't know if the coach is going to solve anything. They're, I just feel like they, they need to. They they gotta trade John Collins eventually. They can't keep wanting to trade a guy and then not trade him. I swear John Collins has been in trade rumors for the three four years now. But you know, and and then Toronto and Washington right now are, are rounded out. You know, Washington has a two game lead in the loss column against the Bulls, and the Bulls are just not good. Um, you know, they let Dragic go, and not that he was a big a major. Uh, you know, contributor, but they're they're just looking for something to spark their team. They, you know, Drag- Dragic is going to sign with Milwaukee. Noel is going to sign with Brooklyn. Now, I do think that's a good pickup for Brooklyn because to me, Brooklyn really didn't have uh, too much of a center backup. You know, and speaking of backup centers, the backup for Philly that his name is like Reed or something. That guy, I would love to have him starting for the Mavs. I, you know, the way he just defends and rebounds, I, I would love to have that. That To me, that's the only way Dallas will ever improve is just improve the center spot. They have to improve the center spot. If they've refused to do it, that's just... And I, I'm sorry, I know I've circled back. But, you know, I, I just don't think Indiana has a chance. I, I think they're, they're starting to fall too far back. Um, you know, Orlando has made a nice run. But I, I do think there's a lot of youth still and inexperience in Orlando. I think they're headed in the right direction. I do think Orlando will be in the playoffs next year. And, you know, kudos to them. I think they've done a good job putting a team together. And 
they're going to get their draft pick, and I think they're going to get the Bulls draft pick. I think it's part of the Vooch trade. And they're going to add to, you know, quality players. Obviously, they're not going to be top four picks, so they're not going to get one of, like, the top four guys in the, coming out of the draft. But, you know, if you can get, like, the seventh best player and the ninth best player, I, I think that's saying something, right? You, you're When you get to those picks, you're adding, like, quality role players, right? They're... When you draft in that area, you're drafting guys who are quality role. Obviously, you draft, you know, more than likely your picks one through three are going to be your star, superstar type players. You know, whether they end up being that, that's a different question. That's a different, you know, conversation. But you're more likely to draft a superstar in the first one or two, three picks, right? But once you get further down the lottery, you're just picking, you know, role players and I, I the if you're picking top ten, you're picking really good role player. They're really good role players out there. Like, you know, I think for Dallas, their best their best role player's probably been Christian Wood, and he's an undrafted guy. Josh Green's another guy. He was picked like sixteenth. He's really struggled again, like I said. But you know, a really good role player, and even watching. Um, Golden State here. You know, Kaminga's a good role player, right? He's not going to be a star, but he was a top 10 pick. And he's just, you know, it's it's a guy that's that can play 30 minutes a night and help you win basketball games. And, I, and that's what Orlando's going to get. They're going to get two guys. You hope one of them turns out to be a quality role player. You, you have two chances. I think Moody was drafted in the same draft as Kaminga, sort of not too far apart. And, you know, Kaminga's been the guy that's, you know, sort of panned out. Moody, not so much. Uh, you know, if he were on a different team, he might get more minutes and look like a better player. But, you know, being on Golden State, who actually does, I I think Golden State does have a, a pretty nice, deep team. Um, and they're going to be a team that is going to be an interesting playoff team. Um, their experience is just... And Steph Curry shows up in the playoffs. That that's the, that's another thing they have going for him, and that's you know one thing Dallas has going for him. Luca's shown up in the playoffs, and it's very hard to beat Luca in a playoff series. Even though the Clippers did it two years in a row, it's not like they ran over him. Right? Dallas made him work for it. Dallas made him play. And in the and when they got you know to the Western Conference Finals last year, you know. Their biggest problem was, you know, Looney averaging twenty and ten, and you you can't give up twenty and ten to Looney and expect to win, because you you're giving up twenty points to a player that should be averaging you know four, and the fact that Dallas had no answer and they still don't again again because you know Jason Kidd, but anyhow, you know it's 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 going to be interesting to see how it plays out with. The, um, you know, with Golden State in the playoffs, um, they're definitely going to be there. And, um, you know, I, I think Golden State can compete with every team in the in the West, you know. I think Golden State's probably better than Memphis. Um, Golden State's probably better than Sacramento. Like I said, the, the big problem with Golden State is their road record is atrocious. And they're probably going to have to play a road series throughout the playoffs. I don't think Golden State will 
it's going to be tough for Golden State to get that number four spot. Now, they are only one game back from the four spot, but, you know, you're going, you're up against Phoenix, who's added Kevin Durant, Sacramento, who continues to just prove everybody wrong, and, you know, Memphis is sort of just too far ahead. And so I, I think Golden State will probably end up in that fifth spot. I think Golden State stays in that fifth spot. I think a Golden State-Phoenix series in the first round would be incredible. The 4-5, I don't know who would win. I can't say that Phoenix would win that. I know a lot of people would probably favor Phoenix. But, man, you just can't you can't bet against a team like Golden State with all the experience they have. I, I know they struggle, but... I would love to see Phoenix Golden State in the first round. I would love to see it. I'm going to hope for that. I, I don't think... The only thing we have to worry about is Sacramento sort of falling and taking that spot of Phoenix, and then you get Sacramento and Golden State in the first round. I would rather see Phoenix and Golden State in the first round. That would be something else, man. I, I just... It, I, you know that's if there's one thing to push for, it's that, and it, it's going to be tough. You know, Phoenix hasn't lost with Durant, and you know, like I said, they they do they do struggle when it comes to one of the things they brought up in the broadcast was the bench scoring. Dallas had better bench scoring, but yeah, it's tough to beat you know Kevin Durant when he's hitting his shots. Um, same thing with Booker. Now Booker Booker's a punk, like. That's his biggest problem. Guys who are punks, they tend to not win as much as they act like they do. And that's their biggest faults. They, they're overconfident. Um, they think they're just better. And that's Devin Booker's problem. Um, he's lucky he's got Kevin Durant. Because I, I if they didn't get Kevin Durant, Phoenix would be a, a borderline playing team. And I, I, they just wouldn't do anything. They would be out in the first round. They, they just got lucky. They got Kevin Durant. So, um, anyhow, I'm gonna go ahead and end it there. I will um, try to do a pod sooner than I, I say I will, but I always end up waiting a week. But you know, hopefully the Mavs can win some games. You know, their record with Luca and Kyrie is still a negative one. And at some point, you've got to start winning these games. Um, and like I said, they you can tell there is an improvement in the offense. The offense is a lot smoother at a lot of times. I see less five out, and that's exciting to me because the five out annoys me. So seeing less of that is great. Um, so that you know, kudos to them for changing that. That that whole thing was stupid. But uh, I, Dallas, at some point, they've got to put some wins together. They got to go on like a five-game winning streak. They got to put some pressure on these other teams. They're not putting pressure on the other teams. So, anyhow, I'm going to end it there. And I appreciate everyone listening all the way through. Um, if you could rate and review the podcast wherever it is you get your podcast. And until next time, we'll see you later. <laughs>